Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ask Amuso podcast brought to you by Beach Services. Uh, to my right, I have one fantastic man, a good friend of mine, uh, quite the introduction I could pull, but we, we have to get talking about other things. So without any further ado, Del, introduce yourself and kick us off with a, with a bit of an introduction. My name is Delacoma Rio. I uh, am a musician, I guess. I mean, vocalist. Is that really a musician? I'm not, not quite sure. But I, Depending on which Instagram page you look at, that is not a, <laughs> that is not a musician. But in, in the safe company, being in the room of a okay, drummer, yeah. you can have musician status Sweet. today. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm a musician, vocalist, frontman. I uh, do a bit of acting, uh, a little bit of writing as well. Excellent. So we'll start with uh, you, uh, like your actual stuff. I'm wearing Immerse today. Uh, what's... Tell me sort of the Delacoma project. What What's sort of the, the origins behind your personal original music? Um, well, I was in a band called Sunset Riot uh, out of Sydney from 2009 to 2013. Uh, we did three tours of the US. Um, and then after the third, we, we did two EPs as well in that time. And we were getting ready to do a, a full length album. Um, and then the band split up in 2013. And I kind of was feeling very unfulfilled. Um, I, I felt like we, we had a lot left to give as a band, but it just, uh, a couple of the guys wanted out and they didn't want the name to continue. So it was like, well, I want to keep going, but it's going to have to be under a different name. The, the band Sunset Riot had, had, uh, played Rocklahoma Festival, um, 2012 and 2013 in Oklahoma. And we were meant to play again in 2014. Um, and so when the band split up, the promoter of the festival contacted me and said, Oh, that's a real bummer. Is like, there a replacement? Like, I was, like? I was we, you know, I, like I was really looking forward to having you guys back again. And I just said, oh, well, um, I'm, uh, I've got a new band. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, do you want the slot? And I said, yeah. He goes, what's the band called? And I was like, uh, Delacoma. And he goes, oh, that makes sense, you know, because people know who you are. So, and I go, yeah, cool. And he goes, oh, well, have you got um, new music I can listen to yet? I go, oh, no, we're in the studio right now. <laughs> reality was, we're in the studio. <laughs> I was on the so, phone yeah, making this up as we yeah, went. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I called, uh, actually, my long-term uh, collaborator, Voya, He's a, he's a producer um, here in, in Australia, out of Sydney. Um, and we co-wrote a couple songs and then um, did an EP um, called The Dead Will Rise. Um, and that kind of, I, I, uh, a few elaborations, uh, <laughs> to say there was a man. Um, I got all the promo material together, essentially, at the beginning of 2014 and, and um, called it The Dead Will Rise Tour, booked some shows. And then essentially what I did um, is those first four months, I, at the time I was married and I had a one and a half year old daughter. Um, I still have the daughter. It's just yeah, she's yeah, not one and a half Yeah, anymore. she's not one and a half anymore. <laughs> Things have changed. She's still in the picture. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we all moved out. The idea was we, were, we all moved over there for a year for me to build the band. And I was based out of Austin, Texas. Um, and then I kind of, I gave myself four months. I was like, all right, I have enough connections. I'm going to build the band in four months. Um, and I set, I, I came up with a set list that was mostly Sunset Riot material and a couple of new songs nice. and a few covers. And I would, I would, I would do, I, I did a few auditions and then a few, this was super scary, like kind of live auditions. There was a, a, a guitarist that I co-wrote, um, my first single, My Kind of Woman with, uh, is a guy called Will Boring. Um, uh, out of 
I can't remember where he is in te- Lubbock. I think he's in Lubbock, Texas. But anyway, um, he put together a band for me. We booked a show and they learnt the set list and I flew in, met the drummer and the bass player on stage, Odin New Will, the guitarist, and, um, and then we did um, an, an hour set. And that was my introduction to how different musicians can interpret things differently. Yes, especially your own, ori- yeah, your material. And you're like, oh, that's interesting choice. Yeah, I kind of thought this was more a punky song, but you're going with more blues thing. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess that they are blues chords, so I, I totally understand how you are doing that. Okay. But how the One feel? Two, yes, yep. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I just never thought of doing it that way. <laughs> anyway, this anyway, is what we're doing so now. We're, this is what we're doing. All right, cool. Um, so there were some stressful times there and I ended up, uh, doing a show in Austin, um, with, there was a a guitarist from Australia that had, um, gotten a green card in the green card lottery and was over there and he given up his dreams of playing guitar and was now playing bass. And he'd been contacting me and was like, I really want to play with you. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm trying out these other people and yada, yada. And he goes, Oh, I've got a band. He'd, he'd been in a band over there and the singer had left. And he goes, these guys are really great. And I said, oh, yeah, but I'm not really interested in joining your band. And he goes, no, 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 it'd be really cool to get you all in a room. So finally I was like, okay, well, then let's we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. <clears throat> and it went really well. And so we went and had a beer afterwards. And I said, so, want to go on the road for six months? And they were like, sure. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was literally, I, I, bought, I bought this, uh, this blue van that had four captain's chairs. And, and um, so it had the plush ones that could swivel, right? And so uh, it had a bed in the back, but we took the bed out so that we could put all the drum gear in there yep. and everything yep. could fully recline. So you had the, the arms, you know, the armrests and everything. And we flogged that thing. Like it was older. It was from like 86 or something like that. We f- that, that went to 46 states in the US. Far away. All of you in that. Yeah, it was absolutely mental. And we, it's crazy. It's actually in, so the first music video I did uh, was uh, moving on to something new. And that was, um, we did that uh, uh, during a stretch of, I can't remember how many shows in a row. It was either 11 shows in 12 days or it was 16 shows in 17 days. I can't remember, but we had, the one day off we had was kind of in the middle and we we shot the music video And you can see it in one of the long shots because we pulled up, it, it's out, it looks like it's in the desert, um, but it's actually just this weird patch, random patch of sand in the middle of grass fields in Kansas. Random. It's bizarre. And that kind of looks like it's filmed in Australia, but it, it's not. It's, yeah, that's probably fair. <clears throat> um, but uh, the guy that was doing the, uh, the music video, he goes, I know the exact spot we're going to do this. It's going to be super cool. And as we're driving out, we're You're like, like this, is not a, this is not appropriate. It, like- it, it's like oh, just grass fields. Just, and then all of a sudden you're like, what's that sort of yellowish bit? And then, what? And it's just this one. That's it, li- a bit. it literally looks like a giant has just like wiped away like grass and just pulled up this little hi- this little hill thing. <laughs> it's just a little knoll with nothing, where for some reason nothing yeah, grows nothing and grows. it's just sand. Yeah. If you, if you look up the video from moving on to something new, like we, us looking at the camera, all we see is grass in every direction. <clears throat> but you look at the video and it looks like you're in the desert. It's most bizarre That's thing. wild. <clears throat> That's crazy. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that band uh, you did, obviously you toured with them for a long time. How, how long 
so was, was that the band? Like, for- yeah, so what happened was, yeah, so we got, we, uh, they signed on with me, I think it was uh, end of April. And then we had, um, so then Rocklahoma was our ninth show together as a band. And that was in May. Um, so we, the idea was to write songs and then go in the studio. So that's exactly what we did. We wrote, um, I already had written three songs uh, with, uh, <clears throat> two with a guitarist here in Australia called Dean Williams and one with Will Boring. Oh, yep, um, yep. Yeah, and then uh, the whole band wrote uh, seven more songs. Um, and then we went in the studio in Austin, Texas uh, at The Bubble with uh, Frenchie Smith, a producer, <clears throat> who he did uh, the early Airborne stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's worked with uh, The Darkness. He did the third Jet record Oh, wow, okay. As well. Um, um, and he's done some other like yeah, indie indie stuff as well. He's he's really good. Um, and we recorded the, the drums, bass, and rhythm guitar on tape, <laughs> nice, um, which is cool. I'd always wanted to do that, you know. So it was so, a novelty for you as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, there's something it, I find recording to tape because you when you're digitally right, you can edit it um, like to the millisecond. Yeah. Whereas with tape, there's it's three seconds. That's that. That's the shortest window you can have, um, just with the with the playback and all that. So when you're trying to do a chop in, right? It's got to be you're chopping in phrases. You're not yeah. you're not chopping in hits yeah, or exactly. lining stuff exactly. up and stuff like that. The performance has to be good, yeah, which is a big exactly. thing. So I feel like there's there's more pressure, which I really like that. Even though I wasn't the one recording to tape. I was like, the vocals were done digitally. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked watching everyone yeah. else go, oh, shit, another one. Um, yeah. oh, those drums are just not, not quite there yet. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man, those drums aren't there yet. Sorry, I just don't get my computer sorted. But yeah. yeah, those drums, man, they're just not there yet. We uh, actually, funny story from the, from the, the studio. So um, I went in the vocal booth and um, I'm, I'm known for eating cucumber in, in like when I'm recording because I can't. When, when I sing, you know, you don't want to have a lot of food in your stomach. But if you're doing long sessions, you, you can't just something. not eat, right? Yeah. So cucumber is one of those things. I normally, you know, <laughs> it's become a bit of a thing where people will kind of go, <laughs> why is he coming in here with two whole cucumbers, you know? like well, you get, For me, you get the hydration as well. That's yeah, like you get the exactly. water as well as you get the sustenance. Exactly. So I, I walked into the vocal booth um, with a bottle of Jack Daniels and um, and – cucumber lunch of champions yeah exactly <laughs> sounds like the start of a joke you know Doe do walks into the recording studio with a cucumber and a bottle of Jack Daniels or one of those things where it's like uh, I'm going to a picnic who can come and you guess all these things and you've got to find out what the pattern is so it's like yeah. okay so I've got a vocalist I've got a drummer who's stressed about playing to tape I've got a cucumber and a bottle of Jack Daniels what's the pattern yeah. I don't know yeah. Delacoma yeah, yeah. No, you got it that's, that's literally it. who that's it is it. that's who it is that's who it is so go into the vocal booth, right? And um, <laughs> and the producer thought that um, like we ended up clearing out the room because I was getting a little bit uptight because when everybody's out there and you do a take, you know, and everyone's given their two cents worth. What, you, what are you guys saying? Like, what are you guys talking about? So Ling and it's like, uh, yeah, just let me do my thing. Just let me do my thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So we cleared out the room. So it was just me and him, and, and we're like, all right, we're just we're gonna do we're gonna do an hour of power. So he thought I had water in there, but I actually didn't have water in there. Just had. I just had Jack Daniels and my cucumber, right? So we did a take and he was like, he's a super animated dude. He goes, yes, that's it. That's it. Okay, do it another one. Oh, no, no, but first take a sip, right? So 
And he was thinking water and I was Jack, Jack Daniels. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take a sip. And then, and he's like, yes, we did another one. He's like, yes, that's it, that's it. Take another sip and let's go. And he's thinking water, right? So we're doing this over and over and over. And you made song three, you're half cut and can't remember the words. Oh man, we got, there is, we buried it back in the mix a, a little bit, but there's um, right going into the guitar solo, there's this like scream that, 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 I, that I do. Right, I don't actually remember doing that scream, but anyway, to cut a long story short, because uh, it's a very small room, the the vocal booth in yep. there, so it gets really, really hot. There yeah. came a point after several uh, takes sips. and several sweet sips. Um, uh, I said, Frenchie, I, I don't, I don't feel so good. I think I need some air, and and, and I opened the door, and he goes. Where's your water? I go, I don't have any water in here. He goes, what were you (laughs) sipping on? And I'm like, I hold up the half-drunk bottle of Jack Daniels. He goes, oh, right. I go, I think I need to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I just just need a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next next morning, um, he comes in before everyone else and and he's setting up and and my phone goes off and I I open it up and there's just a photo and and. He's he's opened the door to the, the vocal booth and taken a photo and there's sitting on the floor is a half eaten cucumber and half a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and he just wrote, Let's do this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that he was like, Okay, this is alternative. I hand on heart, I did think there was water in here. Yeah. If that's how you do it, baby, yeah. let's do it. I like that that he was on board with that. When I came back to Australia, I I still wanted to play, so I did a few shows under a couple of different names, um, just with mates that were musos. I call uh, one was called Delacoma Rio and the Dark Horses, mm-hmm. and and one I think was called Rio and the Reservoir Dogs. Yep, just had my name in there, but I wanted differentiation between that and Delacoma sure, because sure. when I first started it, I wanted it to be a band, you know, like kind of yeah. like Van Halen or Bon Jovi, you know, where the, the name uh, like. The name is the brand. The brand is the name. Yeah, but yeah. it's still a band. Band. Yeah. yeah. Now all that kind of changed in 2017 uh, when the when that lineup split, and I had to get fill-ins for um, a US tour for every position. Yeah, I, I don't want to air any dirty laundry, um, yeah. uh, but uh, it was it was it was pretty ugly. Yeah, um, I felt a bit held to ransom, and I kind of said, uh, "No, I'm still going to do it." Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, uh, it's all water under the bridge now, but um, yeah. So uh, I um, I had two festivals, um, and we were meant to record the second record. Now that obviously didn't happen in 2017, no. but I got. Um, Troy Patrick Farrell um, from White Lion. Um, he plays with Gilby Clark. He's actually, I've been on his radio show actually called This, That and the Other out of Vegas. Oh yeah, cool. A few times. Um, <clears throat> but um, he was on drums. Jaron Gelino, who is, there's an interesting story. He He's now my current bass player. Right, yep. At the time he was in um, a local band in Philadelphia called Mark 22. Yep. And... Um, I asked him if he would do the run with me. I had Chris Green on guitar, who has been in um, Taiketo, a bunch of 80s bands. Taiketo, he played for Nelson for a little while. Oh, really? <laughs> um, he's played with Jeff Scott Soto. Um, but uh, I asked Jaron to do the week with me, right? At the time, Troy was playing drums for a band called Tantric from, from the 90s. 
um, and they didn't have anything on that week. Now, Jaron comes out and does a whole week with me. I fly in. They'd never met each other, right? So I fly in. We have a day of rehearsal. Then the next day is the first gig. Nice. So yep. It was absolutely mental. And when we had, we had a Wednesday, Thursday, and then festivals on Friday and Saturday. So um, at the end of the run, so we did the biggest festival I've ever done. Um, it was called Summerfest in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. 80,000 people. Wild. And where, where was your slot in that? We were on, we were on, we weren't on the biggest stage, but we weren't on the smallest. It was like, it's crazy, man. It's a purpose built thing. It's kind of, when they say it's the biggest music festival, it's kind of deceptive because it, it, it's, it's almost like a carnival because they've got roller coasters and everything. Oh, there. wow. Okay. So it's like it's mental. Just, it's big. Every, it's very American. Everything's big. It's just big. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's like seven stages or something like oh, that. Wild. It was okay. absolutely crazy. And when we were playing, I think Three Days Grace was on after us on the stage we were on. It was probably like six or seven o'clock at night. So it was it was a decent slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a um, decent slot. But you're on stage and you're you're looking at this, you know, people on roller coasters and you can actually see them. You know, That's wild. It's just Mental. That is wild. But we finished the show and Troy goes to Jaron, the, the bass player. He goes, oh, man, the, the bassist for Tantric just quit. He goes, oh. you're, you're a really good bassist. He goes, do you want to go on the road? Now, Jaron was an insurance salesman by day and always incredible bass player, right? And this is a really cool story about why it's good to be a good human and good at what you do, right? It's important to be – no, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he's an incredible human um, and his favourite band – he loves George Lynch and Lynch Mob, right? This is his absolute favourite. Now, this, this was 2017. He, um, he was doing the shows for me for free. Uh, I, I said, man, I'm, I'm, the other two guys are, are fully professional. I said, I've negotiated with them. I said, fair enough if you don't want to, if, if you don't want to do the shows. But I said, I'd, I've got very limited budget here. I said, yep. I can fly you out and fly you back and take care of you while you're out here, but I can't pay you a wage. And he goes, no, nah, it's cool. I'll take a week off work, come out, right? Yeah, bit of annual leave on there. Nice. Yeah. So he, do, he does um, he does his shows. Um, Troy asked him to play for Tantric, so he flies home, gives two weeks' notice, takes those as leave, has a week to learn his material, and he's been full-time ever since. Well, he was, in, he was in Tantric, he got asked to fill in for another band, and from there he got asked to fill in for another band, and now he's playing in Lynch Mob. That's such a good story. How cool is that? I love that. He's this year... He's going to be on the new Lynch Mob record. He just started That's, playing for him last year. So that is such a cool full full circle story. Yeah, right. Twenty eight end of twenty eighteen was the absolutely it was, it was a bit of a year from hell for me. I uh, went through went through a divorce, band breakup, um, and I tore my Achilles all, oh, all, right. all, <laughs> all within like a a, a two month period. Gee, it's been a range of pause. Yeah, so. Um, so all of that, so I kind of shelved plans again, you know, this is my second record that I've been trying to do since 2017, tried it again, you know, tried it again with the next lineup, split, and then that was when I kind of came to my current model, which is, it's me and Voya again, who I've been working with since, you know, I've been, I, 
his old band was called Rattlesnake, and and I found out in a, in a, um, mu- uh, a radio interview that my old band Sunset Riot gave them their first pub gig out of high school. No way! I found them on MySpace. That's crazy. Right? And he could grow a massive beard, so I didn't realize that they were just straight out of high school. That's right? That's crazy. But yeah, so I've I've known him. And that was that would have been back in probably 2010 or something like that. But um, yeah, so the, the current model of Della Coma is essentially myself and I co-write with Voya. And then um, at the moment we've got um, Noel Tenney from the In Excess show that I do. He's got a drum studio and he does drums. Yep. Um, and then Jaren does, does bass. You're the front man and face of many famous faces. And that sentence makes sense. With, <laughs> with, with, with your cover gigs and stuff like that with... Um, with all the different shows, stuff like that. Like you, you just recently, um, yeah, still be recently when this comes out, just recently um, took over Ellie Beach, you know, over the Australian Air weekend <laughs> and stuff like that and did a bunch of shows, like a, a really large bunch of shows, one after the other and stuff like that. So what are you up to now and sort of what, what is, what's your sort of focus right now musically? It's a good question. Um, Delacoma has become, I mean, that was my focus from, you know, 2014 to 2018. Um, and then I, I took t- sort of 2019 off and I was planning on coming back in 2020. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I still, uh, I'm, I'm still on a, on, on a label, um, curtain call records out of, um, Florida. Um, and I still plan to be recording and hopefully playing live. Um, but that project for me, um, I guess is more about doing the shows that I want to do now rather than the hardcore touring that I, I was yep. doing. Um, predominantly, I guess in Australia, I am doing the Australian in excess show and we're doing, we've kind of, we've taken over a lot of our own booking, uh, awesome. for that. So we're doing theaters now. So, um, which is really cool. That is really cool. Um, little runs of theaters. So we've got the full sort of Wembley experience. We've got video, individual video, uh, I guess clips I, that we've done for each song. So that plays on the wow, screen. Wow. That's some be, serious AV then. Yeah. So the, the the drummer controls all that from from behind the kit. So when we press play on the sh- on the show, everything's timed out, to, you know. That's so there's cool. always something going on the screens behind you as, as you're performing. The idea is that we're given that Wembley sort of stadium. It's an experience. Feel. Yeah, it yeah. is. And people throw that term around, you know, experience, you know, but it but it actually is. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, there's a lot of people doing it. those bigger. Bigger names, stuff that a lot of people are doing their own versions of those, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but yeah, what sets you apart? That's the sort of things that set yeah. you apart. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, we also we also do a, a Bon Jovi show, um, and then we've got rock anthems, which is it, it's pretty mental because it's basically just medleys. It's just everything. Yeah, so we do like we play like ninety songs or something across like two hours because there's like wild got a couple of twenty five minute medleys that have I mean everything from Robbie Williams to Zeppelin to Motley Crue to Poison to Queen. Wow. So want to try and take that show um, as big as we can. Um, I've never done an in excess show before this one, and I, even though my whole life people have said I look like Michael Hutchins, and and people have I've been asked, do you, know, you? like do you want to do like in an excess show. And I've always said no. And when I said yes to this show, um, I essentially, uh, I'd always, well, I'd, I'd been doing music and then I'd just get sort of a, a day job, like a, a part-time job to like fill in when I get off off tour. Yep. And when I joined this show, I was like, all right, 
I've always wanted to go full time. I've been full time a couple of times, but just never constantly. It's still a little bit. There's still that period where it's a little bit. Oh, where's the next one coming from? Sort of like, yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's a pretty cool. It's a pretty uh, overall ambition to have to be like, I want to know that this is what I do. That all the yeah. only thing that needs to be on the resume is musician. Yeah, you know, like that. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah, and be able to and and that took me uh, quite a while to understand. I guess what my own ambition is, because it, it's easy enough to say, oh, well, I just want to play music for a living. Well, if you just want to play music for a living, right, that, that's actually fairly simple. Uh, I know plenty of people that, you know, they might do eight or nine gigs a week, you know, and they make an okay living doing that. You know, you do nine gigs over nights a week and that's that takes a toll sort of thing. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I could make money doing that. That could be cool and I could play Kaysan 47 times in a month. Mm-hmm. Or? Or I can just think bigger and go, all right, well, there is more risk involved because what if I don't sell the tickets, right? But, you know, you spend your weeks instead of, instead of playing some of the smaller shows, which we've all done, and there's nothing wrong with that, but no. especially as you get a bit older and you, and you have you know, other things that take up your time. I mean, I got kids you know, as well, and, and you start going, okay, how, how do I best use my time? And what am I really passionate about too? Love music, right? So I realized that my, my ambition, if you will, is not just to be a full-time user. It's to be playing the songs that I like to play. Yeah. That's my ambition. Yeah. Because if my ambition is just to play music full time, then whatever is going to pay the most, I'm going to play. And there's plenty of people out there that are fine with that. And that's cool, but it's not me. I, I can't, I, I like a lot of music, but then there's some music I don't particularly like. And I, I'm not going to get up there on stage. And I can't, I can't put my heart and soul into a song you I can't don't be like. Al- you can't be authentic on stage. No. I was chatting about this with, with Ben Mitchell, Free the Nation Music, uh, sort of the way we connected. And he said the same thing. He's like, if you want to play four nights a week and do this, like, that's awesome. That's not me, mm-hmm. but um, that's totally respectable. But he's like, yeah. my music is I want to play my stories in, in lots of yeah. cases. For him, it's about playing original music that are his stories. And for you, you want to play stuff that you enjoy playing. So that, yeah. And anyone who's seen a Delicone performance knows that there's a lot of energy and a lot. he leaves nothing behind. So if, if, if you're not interested, then it would show if, you don't, if you're not Absolutely. really into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... I mean, you touched on Ellie Beach before, and that, that was the first time I'd done. We, we did four shows in a row, and that was the first time that I've done that. I think uh, I was trying to work it out the other day. I think since I did, we on, on the cruise ships we played Japan, um, and yep. in with the Excess show in 2019, I think it was, and we were meant to play four shows across seven days. So we were meant to fly into China. It was a new ship that they had they built in Germany, and it was the takeout. So they, oh, so you were the maiden voyage. Yeah. So <clears throat> the NXS show was the number two rated um, band in the whole world for Royal Caribbean. Wild. So we we um, we also at the time I don't know if it's been broken now, but we had the record for playing in front of the most amount of people on a Royal Caribbean. Uh, we played in a theater in front of four and a half thousand people. Um, That's wild. On the ocean, which is just mental. Yeah, it right? is mental. Um, but we were meant to fly into China, hop on the ship, and then cruise around to Japan. Uh, and then um, across seven days, we're meant to have four shows. So it's, you know, day on, day off sort of thing, right? Yep. Flew into China, and then China just stopped letting people in. And it wasn't even like a, 
a visa thing. They just said, oh, no, we're just done for the day. Yep, I think I think that wraps us up. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. And and we were like, uh, what are we going to do? So we like got on the phone to Royal Caribbean. They were really good. They were like, well, nothing you can do about it. So they flew us to Hong Kong and then they flew us to Japan. They said, you'll just have to get on the ship there. Okay, yep. Now, we just assumed that they were going to do, they were going to cut down the amount of performances because we're only going to be on board for four days. Of course. Oh, no. That was four days in a row. Far away. In. Play, 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 go home. That's Yeah. And we were like, I mean, we got three days off in Japan in a hotel, which was pretty cool, right? But at the same time, it was like, how do you how do you play in excess four nights in a row? You know, I mean, there, there's only... When you have a day off, you know, you can, you know, people do other stuff, but people are not going to come see you four days in a row. No. It's the same show. Exactly, because in the beginning, it's the same show. Like, yeah. it may be a good show, but it's the it's same, the same show. show. It's not like, you know, if you're a cover band, you know, you can probably change it up a bit. Like, there's, there's only so many songs that people know of in excess. I mean, we're not going to be playing, like, B-sides that nobody cares about. Yeah, we're about. not going to be jumping into <laughs> Michael's uh, solo album. So, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's going to be kick. We're going to be doing, you know, Listen Like Thieves. We're going to be doing yeah, what everyone yeah, knows. Yeah. You're going to hear a new sensation every night. Exactly. It's Never just, tear us apart every night. It, by the second or third night, it's just going to be <laughs> sensation. It's yeah. not new anymore. Yeah. It's just as it is. Yeah. We said, you know what? Bit of a break from tradition, but we're playing four nights in a row, so we got to do something different, right? Of <clears throat> so instead of doing the Aussie medley, when you know this this crew had been like super vocal, and, and we were trying to get you know some people to just stick around for all four nights, we're like, tomorrow night we're gonna do a, a, a British medley for you. So the next day when we woke up, we're just figuring out all the songs we can play. Like, yeah, that's great. <clears throat> so we did a British medley. We had George Michael, um, Def Leppard, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, Spice Girls. Oh, that's so good. And I could not, <laughs> I couldn't get through. So tell me what you want, what you really want. <laughs> want. I just started laughing. They got like, and because the, the guys are all doing the backing vocals. I want to hurt, I want to hurt, I want to hurt, I want to hurt. And then as soon as really, you really, 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 really ziggy, ziggy, ah. He's just, just like, I want to hurt. Oh no, if, you're, if you've crumbled, I don't know if I can uh, do this anymore. Dude, the guitarist, Rob, he was like, all over it, and that just made me laugh more. <laughs> yeah, he was taking a super serious. I want a ha, I want a ha, I want. Yeah, yeah I got. I want a really, it. really, really, really ziggy ziggy ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, when it's funny when you watch something that is objectively comical, and someone takes it so seriously, and you're like, oh man, I. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to laugh at you, but man, you're making it hard for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you were just getting fine. into... So he was getting into his work. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're just and here like... I'm just like a jackass, you know, just <laughs> laughing my ass off. Um, so <clears throat> so they, loved, they loved it. And then the rest of the audience, you know, we were having a bit of fun with it. So then, then we we're like, okay, we're going to do a Scottish medley tomorrow night. And then, uh, and then we sat down and we're like, what so Scottish... So we promised something we can't deliver. <laughs> so we got a walk 500 miles. What's Over he, to you? Like, yeah, you know, like, like what else you got? I can't remember. What we, I think we only did three songs. I can't, I can't remember what they were now. But I know we did uh, Walk 500 Miles. Yeah, I can't remember what the other two were. But um, anyway, then, then, we, then we, uh, we filled it out with more British stuff. So we played like Sex Pistols and like some requests and stuff like that. So we got through the four days. Anyway, that's a long story. And I'm not really cutting short, but uh, the end of the story, going back to what I said before, these four days, that's the first time I think since then that I've done four shows in a row. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy. You know, four, 
it's four years ago, you know that. <clears throat> and I, I used to do a lot of shows in a row, but I'm, man. The gap off in the middle, I think we talked about it on the phone the other day. The gap <laughs> off in the middle means that it doesn't just feel like, oh, geez, I haven't done that in a while. It's like, no, I haven't done that in a while, and I haven't done anything much in the middle to mm-hmm. bridge the gap between that. Yeah. And that that's the big thing. Um, you know, your instrument is your body, you know, and yeah. you, you, you keep that in, in tip-top shape. But if you're not actually doing the do, then over a four-year period, so that's to speak, it. you know, not that it was the full four years, but certainly two years where, where you weren't, it's hard to get back sort of back into it and just sort of cruise it back up. Well, you've got to <clears throat> what what I do because it, it is a full body perform. I mean, it's singing is full body performance anyway. Yep. Um, fun fact, actually, uh, singing even if you don't move, you use one more muscle than you do if you're drumming. Okay, well, um, Bailey Walker edits this, and he'll be cutting that out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's been really good to chat to you. Yeah. No, no, uh, I will be cutting that one out. That, I will be editing that one out. Um, just you know, yeah. hang out your swear in my room. Okay, it's a little rude, but but yes, yes, continue. Um, but then I move around a lot as well. Oh yeah, so full it, body performance for you for sure. So there's only so much. I mean, I can stay in shape, but it, I can't stay in gig shape. So sure. it, it, it's like an an athlete in a way, you know, if you, if you retire, you can keep yourself in shape, but until you come back to training camp, until you actually get back in match sim, you don't know where you're at. You haven't forgotten how to run, but you're not a runner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's kind of what, um, this year, especially for me, I I've had to just go, okay, how do I, how do I access what I had? Cause I am, you know, four years older. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and and I have had a couple of years of sitting down a lot more than I'm used to. Yeah, you know, I've still stayed in shape, but it's it's a different kind of shape. Yeah, um, and that definitely did, took it out of me, man. I like those four days in a row. Whew, I've got a bit of a reputation uh, up there of partying a lot, but uh, there there was there wasn't a whole lot of partying. I was no. like, uh, I was, <clears throat> and I knew going in, I was like, man, I. I need to be smart about this. Yeah. The first night, because it's all day gigs too. They, they have you play from 2 to 5.30. So it's in this, you know, 37 degrees and 100% humidity. Because yeah, it's an indoor, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I'll put up footage probably sometime throughout the pod, but it's it's an in, indoor, outdoor sort of venue. It's not inside no. by any stretch. It's, no. it's a very Queensland venue. It's, you, yeah. whatever the weather is, that's the weather. Yeah. And you got an LED screen across the back wall, you know, so that's pumping out heat. Plus, you got six members on stage, plus everything else. Man, I drank nine liters of water on for one of the shows on stage. That's wild. That's it's smart, funny. though. It's smart, smart to do that. Your four years ridiculous. extra wisdom to go. Okay, this isn't Japan anymore. <laughs> let's let's see what I can do. No Scottish yeah. medleys here. I think. Yeah, I yeah. To, I think I need to just drink yeah. and just uh, be a bit more smart about it. Yeah. What are you sort of like? You got a couple of things upcoming. You got a your theatre show with the NXS show. Where can the people find you? Well, uh, apparently there's this newfangled thing called Linktree that I need to get into. Uh, people yes. have been people have been telling me about Linktree, so I'm going to get that set up hopefully before this uh, this uh, interview airs. Yes, yes, um, before these run of shows. Yes, yep. and um, it'll be in your Instagram bio. It'll be, exactly, I'll put it in my. That's what all the cool kids do. Yes, is, is put it in their Instagram <laughs> bios. Yeah, and your Instagram you know, handle is uh, Delacoma. Fantastic. With, with two L's. Excellent. I'm so wearing the merch and even yeah, if you yeah. can't read it, so that's fair <laughs> enough. That's good. Yep. Yep. Um, I do have a website, but my website, delacoma.com, that is just my original stuff. Yep. Um, but my Instagram, um, Delacoma, uh, has all 
things I do. Um, Facebook as well, if you're that way inclined. There's Delacoma Rio is my personal page. I also have an artist page, Delacoma Rio. And then I have um, an artist page for just Delacoma as well. So awesome. if you Google Delacoma with two L's, um, you should find me or somebody talking about me or to me. Excellent. Well, that's that's pretty much covers, <laughs> that covers all bases for today. Um, that's that's another episode of the Ask Muso podcast. Uh, swashbuckling slam dunk. And um, look, who else better to talk to? We could talk for hours, as I'm sure you can gather. So, um, Del, thanks for having a chat with me today. And uh, it was nice to pick your brain. And um, I'll make sure that when we go downstairs, there's uh, just just a fresh bottle of JD and some cucumbers <laughs> on the Walker house. Even though you said those nasty things about you know me not being as active as you, but um, anyone who's seen a Delacombe show will know. He probably is even more active than me um, on stage. And, uh, yeah, make sure you get to, get to one very soon. So until next time, guys, 9 a.m. every Tuesday. These are dropping on the YouTube. And until next time, everyone, I'll see you later.